Hello. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> Hi, energy. Ener Hi, energy. Hello. <laughs> God, our, our listeners are going to think you're psychotic. Um, they already think that. What's up? How's it going? It's going well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm doing well. I'm feeling bored, as we've talked about. Um, but excited. Woo. Yeah, how about you? Why are you excited, Sunny? What's so exciting? <laughs> um, my training just ended, and I'm going to be a teacher soon. So I'm feeling excited about building that out, and a little scared, because it's going to par probably be partially virtual. So that's where I'm at. Wow. Sunny, you're going to be feeding the children of America knowledge. <laughs> are you kidding? Like, that's amazing. Kudos to you. I bow down. We stand a genius queen. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Hi, all. Welcome to Scary Talk, episode 60. Sunny, is it 67? I think it's 67. 67. Yeah. 67. 67. I was questioning because I, I need to make sure I don't miss, like, episode 69 needs to be special. That's that's all I'm saying. We'll um, definitely have to come up with a phallic like, theme for it, for sure. Yeah, it has. There has to be, and so I was just afraid that like I hadn't tracked that right. I was like, "Oh my god, what is it?" It is sixty-seven. <laughs> Hi all, welcome to this episode. Today we are talking simulation theory again because you liked it so much. I got a couple of messages from some people um, that really liked the past episode and wanted a continuation ASAP. So this is that. Um, I'll give the people what yeah, they want. Hope. <laughs> Hope you like it. But before we talk about that, we need to talk about something very, very, very important, poignant, and relevant right now, and that is Britney Spears. Yes. Um, Sunny, would you like to say something first? Go. Um, free Britney. <laughs> free Britney. That's basically, yeah. In a nutshell. Okay. So, uh, okay. I, okay. So Britney Spears has been posting a lot of weird shit on social media. Mm -hmm. um, if you check her Instagram, uh, I mean, if you check her Twitter, it's basically like her PR management team being like, visit, like, visit Britney the Zone attraction in LA, <laughs> which for some reason is still open, I think, during this, which is amazing. But um, her Instagram, clearly she posts herself. And it's a bunch of posts of her, like, modeling different dresses and little shirts and whatnot. And her makeup always looks so, like, like ugly <laughs> and, and, how dare and, you listen i i, I love my queen but like, like so, something's going on there right like does she have permanent eyeliner why does she always look like a raccoon right um i don't know if like this is gonna get me canceled in 20 years when, like, i'm canceling you right now for this thank you thank you i don't know if like in like in 2040 like like makeup shaming is gonna be part of like cancel culture i don't know but right now it's okay to say that so i don't know what the fuck's going on with her face um but uh but that's not even the worst part the worst part is she seems to be speaking so robotically mm -hmm. and she also moves very robotically like when she's doing her poses um i, I saw this video that she was doing which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she said, and I quote, this isn't direct, but basically she was like, I want to, I want to congratulate all of my fans at the LGBT community <laughs> as if it's like a center. <laughs> like, as though she can she claim really the whole said, community as her fan. <laughs> yeah. She was like, all of you that are at the at the LGBT community. I was like, oh girl, I'm there. I go I go to the LGBT community all Thursdays. Um, no, it just sounded kind of funny. So that was kind of meme, but at the same time, um, when like when you see her talking in this video, she is so robotic. She's standing in this very like still position, and she seems very like 
I don't know, timid about it, but at the same time, like, her legs are shaking, and also she makes zero eye contact with the camera, and she's talking really fast. Uh, and it's just odd. Also, who's filming this? If it's um, Sam Agashari, her boyfriend, okay, but we have no idea. It's just so weird. Who's in Britney's life right now? Who's letting her do all of this and post all of this stuff? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I did a little bit of the research on her on her like conservatorship and updates to it and it yeah i mean these videos just leave lay it down for us teacher come on <laughs> um i mean it's it's just that she's been in this conservatorship for now over 10 years which was originally in 2008 because she was having a lot of mental breakdowns um and she i think there's a photo of her driving with her son in her lap instead of in a um in a seat separate mm -hmm. that got a lot of attention um, and so they, she ended up being in a conservatorship with a lawyer and her father. And then in 2019, the... Well, what is a conservatorship? Site? Ah, good point. Conservatorship is the equivalent of, um, having like a legal guardian, uh, usually used for people who have some kind of extenuating circumstance where they uh, cannot legally take care of themselves. In Brittany's mm -hmm. case, um, the justification was that she was having struggles with mental illness and yeah, so now all of her assets, her um, financial assets, possibly aspects of her personal life um, can be controlled by her father slash her lawyer. And the crazy thing is the money aspect. There, there was an expenses list for one year where she had spent like $500,000 on uh, expenses and other things and a million dollars on like conservatorship fees. Um, and I think a hundred thousand right. of that went to her dad and the rest went to that lawyer. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, shouldn't, <laughs> like, like, you'd almost, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, technically, like, a conservator, like, uh, whatever, like, like, having a conservator, if that person has to be paid, like, I guess will always cost the same amount, regardless of how much you spend personally every year, but it just seems, it just feels wrong that she is spending more on these legal fees than on anything personal, right? it's just kind of odd. Yeah, what lawyer needs um, $900,000 a year in fees? Like, what? Is that even the... I mean, I, I, I wonder if it's more than just the lawyer. I mean, I hope it is, because otherwise that's such a scam. Yeah. Maybe, like, I don't know, having a conservatorship, like, requires fees because you're paying for some kind of, like, structure to be maintained by some kind of um, legal institution. Mm. I have no idea. But um, what I do know is, yeah, like you said, like, a tenth of those fees, which ends up coming out to more than 100K, goes to her dad every year. And also, you mentioned earlier that the conservatorship was... Um, was delegated to her dad and her uh, lawyer, but mm. um, her lawyer actually exited from the conservatorship a couple of years yeah. ago, uh, and the dad became the sole conservator. And now it's super weird because when her dad started having um, health problems, this was early last year, he actually was like, oh, never mind, I need to bring someone back in this conservatorship to help me, and that's going to be Britney's manager now. Yeah. So now Britney's manager is managing her personal, um, like, side of the conservatorship, and her dad is only doing um, the financial side of the conservatorship. Totally, totally, which is super wild. I just saw a video where she was talking, and there was one thing that was like, if you could have any three things, what would it be? And she was like, love, happiness, and a limitless supply of designer clothes. And I'm like, girl... You're sitting on like fifty million dollars. I feel like that is a pretty close to unlimited supply of designer clothes if you wanted. Like let Britney buy her designer clothes 
That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, that's, yeah, but that's the thing though. But she can't just use that money because part like the the personal the quote unquote personal part of the conservatorship that is now being managed by her manager is it, entails that from what I read actually she has to kind of ask for permission for bigger expenses, mm -hmm. which again it's just crazy. It's like she's a child, right? Yeah, um, and she's 38 now. Yeah. I know, but I mean, I mean, granted, I guess, like, you know, if you're 38 and you're super crazy and, you know, you have a lot of problems and you really can't handle yourself or, you know, mm -hmm. you're like a danger to society, I mean, then your age is irrelevant. But I don't think Brittany falls under that category. Even if she fell under that category, potentially, in 2008 and 2000, 2007 and 2008, because she endangered her child by driving with it in the front seat. Let's get real. That is true. Mm -hmm. Even if that was the case then, I don't think that's the case now. Mm -hmm. um, and so for this conservatorship to have been extended for over a decade, to me, it's just... I don't know, like manipulative and extortive, totally, right? It's, it's like the totally. dad is trying to make bank. And so he obviously has an incentive to keep this conservatorship in place. Um, and so basically does anyone else that that benefits from this monetarily the same way that the, that the dad does. And I'm sure there's other people, you know, staff and whatnot, whatever totally, the fuck. Totally, totally. Um, Plus, like... Which mm, is... Go ahead. Well, just at this point, why Britney? Like, there are so many stars who have wasted all their money or, like, gotten caught up in drug addictions or had all kinds of serious problems without having a conservatorship called for. Like Justin Bieber a few years ago, probably could have used a conservator. Just gonna put it out there. But I feel like the thing with Britney is A, that she's a mother, and that rings mm -hmm. a bunch of alarm bells for people. Yes. Although again, if she's not an effective mother, why not move the child out of that, that situation? And you know, it's just such an interesting convoluted situation. And I feel like, I don't know, it's just, there's probably some bias in here. Well, there's the probably some like, the thing is, like, one, she's a, she was a mother. Mm -hmm. And also, two, mother or not, just sexism. Frankly. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm, and especially, exactly. like, sexism in 2007. Yeah. Like, you know, like, way worse than it is now. However, this is super interesting, Sunny. Like, like the custody basically have been taken away from her, at least for some time, following all this shit with her mm -hmm. children, which I think is actually fair. Because, I mean, she did put her children in danger. There's, like, besides the car thing, there's also, like, this very famous paparazzi clip of her, like, walking with her kid, and she was trying to get away from the paparazzi. She had a baby in her arms, and she almost dropped the baby because she tripped on something on the sidewalk because she was running, so she wasn't really looking. And, like... Yeah, like the paparazzi were chasing her, clearly stressing her out, whatnot, whatnot. But if she had dropped her baby, that would have totally been on her. So for people to have the concern that like, you know, we don't want that to happen. So like, we're going to take custody away, at least for now. I think that's justifiable. I'll say mm, that. I definitely um, think it's justifiable. But in, some, in a situation like but... that, it's like how many women almost drop their kids every day and don't have CPS called on them for that? That doesn't sound like... I guess I should... Mm. Sunny, I guess I should add mm. this. It, everyone saw it, <laughs> right? Like a lot of people that happens to them, but it's like in their homes, in the privacy of exactly. their lives. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the fact that you're also a superstar. Like you, you have all this. There's a lot of impetus to bring you down already yeah. because people are jealous of you know superstars. Well, exactly. And I just feel like, ah. yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess what I said, but then bring it down through the filter of superstardom, and everyone saw it. So. Everyone saw that a lot she more pressure almost for that. accidentally dropped exactly. her kid. Exactly. That's exactly. so extra. So there's a lot more. There's a lot more. I mean, I don't. I'm like, listen. I'm just gonna say there's a lot more impetus for. 
the custody to be taken away because she is so famous and everyone saw it and there's going to be a, a lot of pressure mm -hmm. for that action to be taken uh now the thing with the conservatorship is she actually that was something she actually agreed to be put into mm -hmm. because she wanted to recover custody of her children so it's it's oh, almost like it's like the devil's game right yeah um yeah. like she hates this now who wouldn't but it's the price that she had to pay however like as far as she knew back then she was only gonna be in this for a couple of years especially after she had been getting her act back together with the release of blackout and then and the release of circus in 2007 and blackout is such a good like, album we can ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is like i'm sure in her head you know, with all this work that she was doing, even though, you know, she didn't really want to work at the time, because she seemed really put together, she must have thought to herself, there's no way this conservatorship can last much longer. And so the price to get my children back was totally worth it. But, you know, lo and behold, this thing kept getting extended year after year after year after year. And I'm sure now she fucking regrets it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but she technically agreed to be put into this. It's not like she was put into a psych ward and was like, okay, now you have a conservator because you're straight up crazy. Mm. The courts didn't actually think she was like totally insane. They were like, we don't think like you're okay, but we don't know how fit you are to be a parent right now. Mm. You can have, you can have your kids. If you basically have someone looking, looking over your shoulder while you do it. And that's what a conservatorship is. Mm. Do you want it or do you not want mm. it? And then she said, yes. So, you know. Totally, totally. Yeah, and opt-in, but now all these years later, you go, Brittany. I'll support her in whatever <laughs> she does. Uh, I know. I mean, the... the, the, <laughs> the Okay, so under one of her videos where she's all robotic and whatnot, there was um, an Instagram comment that gained a lot of traction that was like, Brittany, if you need help, wear yellow yeah. in the next video. And the very next video, yeah. she's like, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. the top. I saw that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't think that's real. <laughs> like, I don't think that's why Britney wore yellow. Like, I think that would be such an extra thing. <laughs> They'd be like, "Yeah, I'm asking for help through my Instagram comments." I feel like through, like my, through my Instagram. If it videos. were one random comment, that'd be one thing. But I feel like it was one of the biggest comments. Like, she has to have seen it, you know. I guess that's true. That is, we do know she reads them because she recently replied back to someone who was mean to her. That basically said, "Like Brittany, you look like shit and you're crazy." And she was like, "Well, then why do you follow me?" You know, like a very tame response because she's like a sweet girl. Um, so, but you know, so she does read them. So maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, or maybe Britney Spears doesn't exist, right? And she's just—I mean, like she's just a. A simulation i don't know i mean i was i was about to uh, say the same <laughs> with things as as wild as britney spears being in a nine-year conservatorship happening who could help but question whether the world we live in um is a base reality or but a simulation right right indeed also okay um the way i want to start this episode <laughs> i mean right is 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 by asking you this mm. what if there is no base reality <laughs> now just sit on your chair and start to deeply fall into this hole into the ground sink into it with me um okay so if we're a simulation that means someone else made the simulation mm -hmm. what if the someone else that made that simulation is actually an ai that is really smart and can make simulations and that ai was built by another person right by mm -hmm. someone else but what if that someone else that built that ai that built us is another ai and so forth and so forth and so forth 
okay. Well, still, at some point, you'd have to get to some original creator, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, my brain hurts. <laughs> but <laughs> but what if that original creator is actually just another AI, just one big AI? Okay, but who created that AI? What if no one created AI? What if the whole universe is? Oh my god! Wait, no, I'm making no sense. No, I guess it would still have to be a creator, right? Um. <laughs> yeah, because AI like, impl- like implicates that it is artificial, so it must have been synthesized by someone. So uh, I just wanted to be edgy, but it didn't really lead anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> I like I like the question. I, <laughs> I think it's one of those like uh, like R slash I'm fourteen and this is deep. But when you really think about it, it doesn't actually work. <laughs> well, what if the base what if the base reality and base AI is just God? Or that, right? But I mean, but even even then, I guess you still have a base creator. A, I, you still have a non-AI base creator. Yeah. So my thought kind of falls apart. Um, it's interesting, though. Huh. If we live in an ever-expanding infinite universe, maybe it's an ever-expanding infinite line of creators. That's I mean, also, I, I mean, don't know what you know, that means at all. But <laughs> I mean, it's. I guess what I could still say is that even if there is, you know, in, in the end one true non-AI creator. What if... What if we are in the, you know, one millionth, like, simulation? Like, you know, like, what what I'm saying is, like... Mm. Like, what if we're not a simulation created by, like, some future humans or whatever? Mm. But what if we are, like, the simulation created by an AI that was created by an AI that was created by an AI times, I don't know, a million? Totally. Like, what if we're really down the line? That is really trippy. Totally, totally. Because we could also theoretically create simulations in the future. So we could be part of that line. Um... Right. Like, I think being first in line, created by someone, and just being that simulation that has just been created by the creator is spooky. But, like, not like not having any, like, human input, like, times a million down that line, and it's all been just AI. One, damn, the, the AI has gotten really good in the future. And two, that's super spooky, because it's like, wow, we really have no creator touch. You know what mm. I mean? We damn like wow yeah <laughs> so i like that i just wanted to start with that ramble no that's a great you're ramble welcome. to start with you're welcome mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, something else i want to talk about during this episode and and, and i think really the, the bigger chunk of this episode um at least for me is um gonna be randonautica so um I don't know, Sunny, if you had heard about this before I told you we were going to talk about this. Um, I had not. Had I had you? to just look it up. Okay. Um, wait, I can really, I can hear you're like cussing or something. Are they going to go away? Uh, <laughs> probably not. But I've made a note for background. Okay it's, okay, it's fine. Then as long as you made that note, it's fine. Um, I'll also make the same note. And if it gets bad, we'll just stop talking for that minute and then go back to it. Okay. Okay, so... Had you heard about Randonautica before I told you we were going to talk about it? I had not heard of Randonautica. I had to just do some research. Okay, so what do you know about it now, Sunny? Why don't you tell the audience just for a sec, what is Randonautica? Yay, okay. So from what I understand, Randonautica is an app that you can use to try and do something that will break you out of the so-called matrix by sending you to a random location. 
but it gets a little bit deeper than that because there are three kinds of random, random locations. So the way that they calculate for these random coordinates is by finding quantum random points. Now, as far as what that is, I looked into it a little bit, and as far as I can tell, it's like random points that they find by doing some kind of quantum stuff, because the app was partially made by physicists. But there are three kinds mm -hmm. of points that you can find. One is a quantum point, which is a random point. An attractor is the location of high-density quantum point distribution. So in other words, a lot of the random points have landed in that area of the attractor. And a void is the opposite of an attractor. It's the location of low-density quantum point distribution. So very few of the random points landed there. And you get this sort of distribution of points that's pretty interesting. So, yes. Right, so... Those are the places you can end um, up. Yes. The thing with... Okay, so... Okay, so the thing with this app, which, by the way, started out as, like, a bot online actually years ago, and it was also part of, apparently, the, the Telegram app, which is, uh, like, a texting mm -hmm. app that you can find in the App Store. It was, like, actually a feature of that app, and now it's become its own app, and, of course, the teenage TikTokers love it, and so everyone's TikToking <laughs> about, you know, the corpses they find or whatever. But um, the one thing that doesn't make sense to me about this is... The app has this quantum location generator and it randomly generates coordinates for you to travel to using quantum computing, basically something like that, that is very extra. And we're not going to like go into explaining because I don't think we even understand it ourselves. But the point is that they like swear up and down the locations they're providing you are truly, um, randomly generated the problem with that is how do you combine the concept of randomly generated with the concept of intention right because the thing mm -hmm. is that the randomatic the randomnautica app asks its users once it gives them um i'm sorry not once before it gives you a coordinates it asks you um like think of an intention mm. like think of the thing that you want to find in whatever coordinates we're about to provide you think about that whether it be like oh i want to find something related to love or a rainbow mm -hmm. or something beautiful like it asks you to have a very clear mental intention of what kind of thing or experience you want to find when you go to this place they're about to recommend to you totally. right and then they give you the coordinates that have just been quantumly generated which like okay but then how does that work like how is it truly random if if it just asked you to have an intention in mind so it could provide you with coordinates that will provide you with that experience mm -hmm. you know how does that work <laughs> um that's contradiction, love. So that's my one problem with that. But beyond that, Vondon Attic is actually pretty interesting because of the things that people have been finding using this app, going to the coordinates that this app gives them. Mm -hmm. People have been finding, like, I don't know, like creepy children's toys scattered in forests. People have been finding corpses um, stuffed in suitcases. Um, people have been finding also just like beautiful sunsets and rainbows and like treasures and shit, mm -hmm. which I wonder if those are the people that are going in with the more <laughs> benign intentions. Um, it seems to be the case. Actually, it seems to be that the people who find like dead bodies and shit go like go into this app with the in mental intention of like finding like death mm, or scary or something spooky mm -hmm. and then that happens to them which honestly like well deserved that's <laughs> that's the intention that you had right Dude, i mean the, like, the app spook, warned you yeah. like yeah i mean i mean also you should be happy because you got what you wanted mm -hmm. right so but um 
so I mean, regardless of the contradiction right that i just that i just posited forth like it seems to work <laughs> whatever is happening seems to work there's a lot of talk obviously of, of confirmation bias um like you know a lot of people saying like oh if you think you're gonna find something like that is x and then you go to this place like you're gonna be actively looking out for something that relates to x mm. so and you're gonna make you're gonna make a mountain out of a molehill mm -hmm. you know uh, you're gonna be like oh my god this totally relates to the thing that i thought of like so there's that but there also appears to be way too many instances of people finding the thing that they set out to find for us for this to be a coincidence you see i i, I like there's so many tiktoks <laughs> there's so many reddit posts on the r slash renonautica subreddit mm. um i don't know girl it's spooky it's definitely pretty spooky from some of the stories i've seen um Although, yes. What have you seen? What have you seen, Sunny? <laughs> uh, I mean, I just saw some of the top ones that were, like, finding a corpse, um, finding, like, a dismembered body yeah. in a suitcase, and also have mm -hmm. found a, a Reddit story that I would be happy to read at some point that was pretty interesting. Um, Actually, read that one to me right after I, I, I talk about what you just mentioned, the, the body in the suitcase. Mm -hmm. I, I know I mentioned it, too. This, okay. Randonautica came to my attention hi everyone because <laughs> i saw this video talking about how i saw this video talking about a tiktok and the tiktok contained within it <laughs> these teens that had used the randonautica app um got coordinates went to it i think they wanted to find something mysterious yes mysterious mm -hmm. they um they went to this coordinates. It takes them to like the beach and there's like a shit ton of rocks on like the shore or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they see that there's this like black suitcase just sitting on top of the rocks and they approach it. They, um, they approach it and they, they, they realize there's this really strong, terrible smell around oh, it and they open it. The smell gets worse. They realize that this is all within like a 30 second or like a one minute TikTok. It's crazy. They, uh, they open it. There's like a black trash bag inside and, and you know, they note on the video that at that point, the smell got even worse. They are actually freaked out at this point. They think it could actually be something like criminal. So they call the police. You can see there's, this is also filmed. Mm. Um, they call the police. They're pretty spooked. And the end of the TikTok is just like, they're like, yep, yeah, the police actually came and then they show this article um the guy that made this tiktok shows this article um of like the next day or whatever of like oh yeah body found in beach in suitcase Dude, so they actually insane. found a body and it was just sitting that there? is insane Why would it, be just sitting it was just there? sitting there i mean like that is that in itself isn't insane because like serial killers are fucking crazy if that it's what that was um which what else could it be what is crazy is that these teens found it because they went on this app seeking for something mysterious to find is i mean could this just be a gigantic coincidence sure coincidences happen but boy oh boy you know mm -hmm. i mean i guess the other skeptic thought on this is that if the app is bringing you to totally random places which is going to include a lot of places that don't get a lot of foot traffic and like corners and things of the world <laughs> that's where serial killers stuff their bodies yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe this was a weird abandoned True. beach <laughs> fair fair enough i mean I, I listen i mean 
the thing is that like sometimes it'll take you to places that are like behind a McDonald's or behind like a Taco mm-hmm. Bell, um, because it is randomly generated. Like it could be something that's pretty um, somewhere that's pretty like obscure or somewhere pretty mm-hmm. popular. So it's actually not always obscure locations, mm-hmm. but I guess a lot of them are. And what you say is true. You know, very non-traffic locations will will likely harbor something weird because there aren't people constantly walking through these places cleaning them up or you know mm-hmm. like just kind of sweeping through them um yeah i guess that's true <laughs> um apparently okay so the, before you tell me your story i just wanted to mention a couple other instances of some really oh weird absolutely shit. these tiktoks have gone super wild right there's the one of the suitcase then there's the one of there's this tiktok user um her name is uh my ken array and um this girl you watch this video and she's basically it starts with her like pleading to her followers to not go randonauting because she says that she which like girl don't be so stupid she set her intention as death before using Girl. the app and then came across a man lying in the gutter cradled by his partner after the man was shot oh. and it's like oh. it's <laughs> it's the wildest shit right she's crying this girl is bawling her eyes out saying like oh my god i just saw this man lying in the gutter and like their partner was hugging them like the partner is alive i think from what mm. i understand it's hard to understand the video and like i guess like this person just like they were just like shot i guess and then their partner was like oh no you're Whoa. dying and so they decided to cradle them in a gutter as they're Nobody dying and this that. girl just happened to see this <laughs> yeah um and, and and then she's crying about it because she and everyone in the comments rightfully so was like girl why'd you ask for death like the fuck um and, okay so that's that right and there's another user um, called Goth Boy Thrift, which we stand. Um, that says that, uh, to have uh, he he was sent to uh, the gravestones of two of his relatives, um, which okay is spooky. Um, and then there's another user. I didn't get the name for this one, but um, this girl says that using the app actually stopped her from being involved in this potentially dead car crash. It's again hard to understand this video, but she basically says that like she used the app and it told her to go here and like had she not gone there, she would have gone to this other place that she was set to go to and there was like a car crash that happened there around the time that she was going to be driving there. So like she wonders if that, you know, it's like, oh my god, like a final destination kind of thing like this app changed my fate totally. or whatever, which I don't know, but spooky so it is pretty interesting (laughs) yeah just the whole concept of the app as like you have this set routine and certain places that you go but like every moment in your life will affect like the entire future of your life right so what if we just do something random for that one second and see what happens like it's a really i don't know i can see why it's taken off that's a pretty interesting concept to go off of Especially in the time of COVID, I think people are just bored and want to go out. <laughs> and so this app gives them the perfect excuse to go out. It's like, if you go out, you'll find something special. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just think it's pretty weird that you, I mean, I get, listen, I say there's so many examples of weird things happening using this app. So there's no way that there isn't something happening. But I guess, you know, that there could be a lot of people that are using this app and finding nothing. And they're obviously not reporting mm-hmm. it. So for all we know actually 10% of people who use this app 
actually find something interesting. Which, if that's the case, then there's definitely nothing esoteric going on. <laughs> it's just coincidence, right? And it's just chance and probability. Um, but I don't know. I have no idea. So, what's your story? Fair. Well, first of all, I did see, I did come across one little blog post that was like, here's what I did. And it was all super like, non-significant. They were like, I set an intention for love, and it brought me to this field. <laughs> and then I... <laughs> <laughs> and I love this field. Ergo, Renanautica is real, and we all live in a simulation. Ta-da. Totally, totally. Um, but yeah, that was pretty interesting. But I came across a Reddit story that I actually thought was pretty interesting. So I'll go ahead and go for it. It starts out, it says, can't really TLDR this one. Tried to make it as short as I could already. It's worth the read, though. Link to pictures at the end. So I went with a friend, a friend to a dam that I've been wanting to visit for a while, and we were going to go there first and then generate points from there. We drove to the dam entrance. It was blocked with no way to get in. Sign said, no parking. The dam itself was still about a mile down the blocked road. We thought about parking anyways, and we're thinking about, what if we got towed? We decided to generate a void point without setting an intention, we forgot, and we're just thinking about if the, if the car got towed. The point came up and was at a place called Bar Tow Trailers. Took it as a sign to not park there or we'd get towed, but we didn't go to the point. We left to try and find another way to the dam. We went to this park that got sort of close to the dam, but we could still barely see it. Before going into the park, this very interesting looking woman was parked in a black truck in the middle of the road. As we passed her, her facial features looked truly unnatural. Not in a mean way, more in a beautiful way, but she literally didn't look human. <laughs> this is a very, like, personable story. I love it. Um... We walked around a bit at this park, and this white albino-looking bug was on my friend's shoe. The lady in the black truck kept pulling up next to us and just sitting there in her truck staring at us until we moved to the next spot. This one very old guy in a white small car blasting 80s rock came super fast down the road we were on. Passenger side door was missing in the car. Super interesting. Also, by the way, besides the black car lady, we have literally not seen anyone else this whole time, from before this point to until we were driving home. Everywhere we went, it was deserted. We generated a new attractor point with the intention of uncovering and heavily focusing on finding a way to get to the dam. It took us a 15 minute drive away from where we were to a trailhead going towards a landmark in the middle of nowhere called Cooper's Furnace. On the other side of the road of our attractor point, there is this sign that said fish attractor point. So a sign literally saying attractor point. Um, <laughs> we walked a mile and a half through this trail, saw a bunch of cool symbolistic signs throughout and got out at the landmark. It was this huge stone structure from the 1800s. It had two signs at it talking about things very relevant to things we've been theorizing on lately. We saw this big structure in the distance with lights on and went to go see what it was. It was the dam that we'd been trying to get to. On this side, we could go right up to it. We realized that we were at the exact point that we were trying to get to at the very beginning, because if we turned around and walked down the road for a bit, that the trail led out onto, if we ooh, walked down the road for a bit, that the trail would get to that exact spot we were stopped at at the beginning in our car that we couldn't pass. So it brought us exactly to where our intentions were set to, which was insane. We were driving back and we got to this four-way intersection that I remembered from driving down when we were going to the attractor point. The GPS told us to go right when I know for a fact that we had come from the left. And the street that went to the right had a sign at the beginning that said no outlet. So I was like, there's no way this is correct. We turned right anyways because the GPS was taking us back to the house correctly. We checked. And then once we turned right, it told us to make another right and loop right back onto the road we were just on. Even though it said no outlet, it still had an outlet. And for some reason, it just put us right back to where we began. That was weird, but we just assumed it glitched, and now it was going to take us left, the way that we originally came. 
but once we got back onto the four-way, it told us to go right again on the road that just looped us back around to the road we were on. So we went left, and we're now going the correct way. I pulled up my own GPS to see what the road was called so that I could see if the name was significant. My friend was using Google, Google Maps, and so did I. I pulled it up on Google Maps and looked for the road, and it didn't exist on the map. I looked farther down the road, even though I know I remembered exactly where it was and the intersection, but it was nowhere on the map. The road that it, has told us, that it had told us to continuously loop on had disappeared from Google Maps, even though it told us to go on to it just 60 seconds before. We couldn't find it anywhere on the map. It was like we were in a loop, and then we exited it, and when we exited it, the loop disappeared. As we were talking about this, a song was playing, and the only lyrics were, is this even real, over and over. I thought that was a, a, like, a fun point. Um, yes, so, and then the last point, which is just an idea from the original poster, says, I take it as, before rando nodding, we were stuck in a time loop, which is my theory anyways, and we had to break out. And a way to break out from this predetermined time loop slash matrix is to rando knot, among other things. So... Yeah, I don't know about that theory, but I thought that the last yeah. part was really interesting because it goes along with the idea of the simulation and with this idea of going to a random point. Um, well, I don't I feel like going to a random point where it's not predicted for you to go might make the rendering more likely to glitch or something in a simulation. Um, totally <laughs> I mean, off the more wall likely to glitch, Yeah, but why would it... Mm. Why would it glitch in your favor all of a sudden? Like, yeah, could it make it more likely to glitch? Yeah, that makes sense, I guess, because it's not used to you, you know, you character B X one seven five being there. But why would it glitch in your favor, right? Like, why would it glitch if you're thinking if your intention is I want to see a deer? Like, why would it glitch for you to see a deer? Oh, um, oh, that's a good point with the intention. Yeah, but I don't think that they're. Right? Why wouldn't it just be a random? Glitch? That's true. That's true. I don't think that their intention involved the loop, though. It was more finding the dam, which was go random not for that. Um, I guess, yeah. But yeah, I do think that's a good point with the whole random nodding thing in simulations is that the intention part is really weird. I feel like that connects more to if you're trying to think about like ESP or something. Right. I mean, I think the reason people link, I like your story, by the way, it's a good story. I think the reason people link it to, link random nodding to simulation theory is because um, how could you possibly just think of something and then find that mm. right like that proves that reality is fake and like okay i mean it, it definitely it definitely I, I guess could prove that okay here's the thing you can take that either you can take that two ways right like why if it is a simulation why like i just said why would it glitch in your favor mm, totally. like i do like that point people connect random nodding with simulation theory because they think it's really unlikely for me to just think something and then have that thing manifest itself mm -hmm. which is true that is very unlikely um ergo this isn't based reality we're in some kind of computer game mm. however it seems unlikely to me that this computer game that you're in would all of a sudden just like you know please the desires of some NPC. totally exactly <laughs> <laughs> well exactly i feel like if this if random nodding is being used as a proof for anything i feel like it should be used for something that is not necessarily simulation theory like your intention connecting to the place 
could be something more like psychic or something else but I, I do really like that point that you're making with the it doesn't really make sense for the game to glitch in your favor right when you're asking for it um yeah that, that is strange i think i think if anything it could be proof of mind over matter kind of like mm. you said um like psychic uh extension topic like it could be it, it could be proof that you know we are in base reality like nothing to do with simulation theory mm. but what it is interesting is that i guess you can you can actually influence what happens to you in base reality just based off of your thoughts because for some reason like the mind has some true some true effect on the matter around you that is very metaphysical though and i wouldn't know exactly like you know that's the that's the that's the end of that but what is the path to get there i have no idea like i wouldn't really know how to explain the process of how that works mm -hmm. but i feel like i feel like that's more likely what this would be trying to prove rather than all oh, the simulation is real if anything if it's proving anything yeah. really you know? and i like what you're saying makes me think too it's weird that doing like randonautica in some ways could make you feel more in control because i guess mm -hmm. if you have the idea that we're in a simulation then the things that you do and the choices that you make are like predictable and just part of the code or like someone is purposefully making you do that but the idea mm -hmm. i think with the randomness is that it brings you to a place that is completely outside of that and by being outside of that um i guess isn't simulated or isn't controlled by some outside force um i don't know yeah I guess that's my thought there, huh. but yeah, it's I can see there how it would match up in that you're saying, like, I'm going to break the simulation in this moment by going somewhere random that I can't control and therefore the, the person up there controlling me, if that's your theory, can't control. Huh. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Yeah, I like that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up, yeah. That, it really does make you think. <laughs> It really do make you think, though. Um, <laughs> I do have some more points on okay. simulation theory, whenever. But yeah, I yeah. Okay, so go right ahead. I want to hear those, and then right after that, I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna spook you, Sunny. I'm gonna read you a spooky yes! story. Okay, I so love the spooky stories that, you so. pick. Okay, what what you got? First, I have a quote that's really just a good quote. This is a cardboard universe, and if you lean too long or too heavily against it, you fall through r slash i'm 14 and this is deep <laughs> shut up i'm 14 but and thanks. this is deep <laughs> who said that <laughs> you no know? philip k dick in the dark haired girl don't know who he is or what the dark haired girl is but now i'm kind of interested um okay yeah i just thought that was a pretty cool quote for what we're talking about so i went back through a lot of the stuff that we did and I just found that no matter how much evidence I found for it or how many Elon Musk videos I watched, there's some part of me that's like, no, we're just not in a simulation. <laughs> Sorry, Elon. <laughs> um, and I realized there's a reason for that. It's not just like me being unreasonable, but when I got down to it, my real thoughts and doubts were this. If there's some kind of super advanced alien civilization or super advanced future human civilization, whatever it looks like, there are two main things, which is what are their motivations for creating so many simulations and what are their ethical considerations? And also, 
why create a simulation so detailed as far as my consciousness goes? That, I think, resonates the most, right? Because I have a lot of... I don't know about you all, you know... Sorry, Andre, you could definitely be an NPC. So could anyone else. I really don't know. I'd just be talking to you and, and hanging with you. I'm just kidding, too. I have a decent amount of, of faith in the consciousness of everyone. Sometimes they really um, do feel like that. <laughs> but obviously, you know... <laughs> <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> um, you know, we experience our own experience and our consciousness and our emotions. So my question is this. If you're trying to create a simulation to save the world where you're like, maybe they'll solve global warming or maybe this, maybe that. Wouldn't it be possible to create um, all these things that do all the things that people do, who like take all the actions I would and who follow the right patterns and everything without making me an emotional Binge. like I feel like you could do that I feel like you wouldn't have to have all these little details I mean, um, maybe but maybe having the details is completely irrelevant to the civilization that created the simulation because it is so easy to just add that and if they can add that for accuracy why not do it right like maybe their computing power is so intense that it's it's nothing to just add a full-on conscience to every single NPC in their simulation I mean that is possible but I do think looking at technology right now and I've watched some stuff on like basically the idea is if here's the theory if time and space are continuous then even a tiny piece of the universe has infinite points and cannot be computed so if we were in a simulation there has to be some kind of smallest unit that they're working with like a bit or something mm. and it just takes like infinitely more computing power to get well, I can't say infinitely more because that's actually a very specific word as I'm learning. But it takes like exponentially like way more computing power um, to like compute all the little tiny things like a brain does. So if society is advanced enough to have that kind of computing power where you can create a simulation where like dealing with consciousness isn't a big deal and you can do all these things, then would you have any problems that humanity could really help you out with? <laughs> like if you're if you're that advanced, <laughs> is is running a humanity simulation going to add anything for you? Um, well, I think that assumes that they're using the simulations for that purpose. But it could be that they're just trying to figure out what their ancestors were like, and you know m maybe they they have some kind of starting point information, and then using that they put that into the simulation and they say you know what simulation run with this initial information and see where that goes and so maybe that sense they can get some kind of semblance of an understanding of other ancestors that's were true like. i mean we do study bacteria so that could be them at us mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. for some reason or other and then i guess my final question about it is ethical considerations so if you're also that advanced and maybe you're just doing it for fun um I feel like a society that advanced would kind of understand, like, we're creating consciousnesses here. Maybe we should hashtag not. Um, I mean, I think that's a moot point, actually. Really? I think that... I think that the fact that it appears to me that we will never know whether or not we live in a simulation and that our lives aren't very directly affected by that lack of knowledge uh, allows us to live pretty normal like you know what i mean like there isn't it's not unethical because we can't escape the box we're in if we are in a box and we'll never know if the box even exists mm. so it doesn't really harm me that's a pretty interesting point i guess but especially and that's on t wow sunny destroyed with facts and logic <laughs>
Um, but I think it's... <laughs> Call me Ben. <laughs> oh, I'm screaming! <laughs> um, but if you... If you have that kind of society or whatever, and you're, you're saying you can use it for whatever purposes, I still feel like there's an element of control. I mean, I guess the thing is, we're allowed to keep pets, and we pretty much control what they do. So maybe if you're that much more intelligent and advanced than us, maybe not on the intelligence, just on the advancement, it's okay to keep your little simulation going? Um, I mean, with the pets example, I think it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense because it's not just about what they do, Sunny. We also control to an extent what they know because we keep them encaged in our properties. Mm. So these dogs never know what they miss out on. Not that they would want to anyway, right? You have so many dogs that are basically incapacitated to truly live in the wild mm -hmm. because they've been domesticated beyond a point where they could actually survive in the wild. <laughs> um, and that's on human things. Uh, but um, so it's like, it's not, okay. <laughs> See, I, I read a lot of PETA, believe it or not. Um, mainly because I find them funny sometimes. And something, anyway, there are a lot. PETA don't come for me. So, like, like I think the most ethical thing in the world, just, like, really quick side note with the pets mm. thing. Just really oh, well, I could talk about this stuff all day. I love... For pets... Right. For pets to just not exist at all, right? For people to not mm -hmm. have pets. However, since we have already done so much damage in the... F I mean, if you want to call it damage, in the form of domestication where you have so many animals whose lives are... You know, you, they can't live life without help mm -hmm. because they're not wild anymore. They can't fend for themselves. The ethical thing now, you know, in the ethereal ideal universe, no pets, sure. But in the real universe that we live in now, where, you know, where we have to account for our mistakes, the most um, ethical thing would be for us to keep having the pets that we need to have for them to survive. I.e., honestly, mostly just dogs because cats are fine in the wild. <laughs> um, like, we need to keep having dogs. Uh, otherwise, these dogs will die. And I guess, you know, little by little over time, I guess neuter more dogs. So there's there are less dogs in existence overall. So there aren't dogs living on the streets. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like, since we already made... Fuck, like, since we already fucked dogs up, we need to take care of them now. <laughs> but anyway, dogs know what we want them to know. And so it's like, we're not, we're not being unethical towards them by not letting them go out into the forest and live out their days there. If anything, that would be cruel. So, in the same sense, I don't think it would be unethical for us to exist as a simulation that some higher civilization created. Because we wouldn't even realize that that's the case. Just like the dog doesn't realize that, you know, the forest exists. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty interesting point. Also, as far as dogs go, just in terms of ethical or unethical things, I so stand by that dog breeds are super unethical. And if that gets me cancelled, mm -hmm. so be it. But when you see a pug and you read that stat that like a quarter of them need yeah. surgery because they can't naturally breathe, you cannot tell me that that is cute or like, okay, you know, it's just cruel to the animal. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've done my research on mutts and their health as a mixed race person. I've thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole concept of pets and like animal consciousness is really interesting because Again, in an Elon Musk interview, he was talking about AI, because if we were in a simulation, we would theoretically be AI. But mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. the AI that humans are developing are going to get smarter than us, probably. Like, very probably. And if they get smarter enough than us, um, 
we could be the equivalent of pets to them. And the folks who were interviewing him were immediately like, okay, well, how do we stop that from happening? You know, how do we, how do we solve that problem? And it was so interesting to me because I was like, why is your immediate assumption that like having something be more intelligent than us is, is bad? Isn't that good that we would be, you know, the world would discord. And the assumption there, I think, is yes. that the more intelligent <laughs> being will control us the same way we have controlled and like mistreated things that are less intelligent than us, like animals. We um, talked about this in the past oh episode. My... Like, not only less intelligent than us, but the way we've mistreated people and things that we perceive as less yeah. intelligent than us, i.e. like a shit ton of indigenous populations. Yeah, at colonization. Um, right, and I guess the, the, the question, like the reason to answer your question, why they go immediately to that and why they think that's bad is because I guess a lot of people still, including Elon Musk, I guess, is still are caught in you know 2020 human thinking which isn't very <laughs> advanced like the ideal would be for everyone to think the following way which sounds very cocky right because it's like i think this way i'm superior <laughs> but like for us to, to see this as like no having something more intelligent is good because something that was truly more intelligent would understand that mistreatment of you know lesser beings or whatever um is fuck yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and, yeah. and wouldn't do it <laughs> Yeah, well, then again, there's intelligence versus empathy. So I guess there's no guarantee that AI would develop those things in equal measure. I mean, I think, unless you're Austin Gonzalez, those are usually correlated pretty... <laughs> I'm screaming by the references you made in this episode! At him! I think those are actually correlated. I actually agree. So... I agree that those things are generally correlated in my experience, excepting Austin. Well, I'm not even going to accept him. I'm not going to give him the intelligence <laughs> argument, is the thing. <laughs> well, but I think, it's your thing. I mean, listen, we can talk about that, but like, <laughs> it, it, I think that's what you meant. And I think you know that's what you meant. That someone who is like, you know, book smart isn't always mm -hmm. very emotionally in tune. Mm -hmm. And in that, I can give him that. So... So there's that. <laughs> the audience is like, who the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> and that's great. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do think that and I do see that. And, and I do think that's true because um, I, I think the more intelligent you become, that intelligence usually contains within it emotional intelligence, mm, right? And yeah. and. I think seldom do you really see a human grow in their, I don't know, like purely academic standpoints mm -hmm. and at the same time see no growth whatsoever in their, like, empathy towards other humans, yeah, right? I do, I, I do have to agree with that. Like, I feel like one great example like, think is... Of Elon Musk. <laughs> well... <laughs> or no, or don't. Or don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was I'm just gonna say he's a really smart guy and in, in what he wants to do now besides I don't think he wants to make bank because he's already so rich he just wants to help humanity right he wants to lead us to Mars he wants to do like the electric car was basically like a big fuck you to the big motor companies that are like innovation bad and he was like no the people need something new so here you go like I think he cares about the concept of humanity as a whole and that's good enough for me <laughs> that's a good point that's well <laughs> and that's another good point so this idea of care for humanity as a whole and like care for our species and the continuation of it is really interesting because honestly humanity could live or die and i don't really think i would care um because <laughs> here's my thing with the whole colonizing other planets too i have opinions about this because why should we get to colonize another planet 
that, like, could sustain life when we've already fucked up our own planet. Like, we literally had our chance and blew it. Um, and I don't think that humanity is so great that we necessarily deserve to just keep going and keep living forever. Like, we've kind of had our run and, and done our, our good things and our bad things. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's a completely subjective moral argument, Sunny. Like, mm. you saying, I don't think humanity is, like, so great that we should get to do X and Y is like, well, apparently we are great enough because we are about to be able to do X and Y. And if we can, then why not do? Especially because Mars is barren. Mm. So we're not really affecting anyone or any living thing. So I, I, I think if we were moving, like we were trying to colonize like a place, right? Like, you know, 500 mm. years ago or like a planet that had people in it and like population and shit, like not good, but it's barren. Like, there's no one else there for the taking. No, like, the aliens are like, no, I bid you higher. I want it. Take Mars. Okay, Mars for 200, Mars for 300, Mars for 100. You say 500. Like, so... No, that's a good point. I think with Mars, I don't mind at all. We could colonize the hell out of Mars. I think I'm more so thinking, like, when we find those planets where we're like, oh, it's water and it can sust- it has water and it can sustain life and everything. And our first thought is like, mm. oh, how about we use that? Like, what if other life was going to mm-hmm. develop there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I don't think I, I mind Mars. Um, I mean, I could be totally wrong in my argument just because uh, we did find frozen oceans in Mars. The belief currently is that there is no life there, even if there maybe used to be mm-hmm. millions of years ago. But Ooh. there could be very well something in that permafrost. However, <laughs> like, you know, that would seem like it, it really lends to your argument of like, oh, we shouldn't go there. But to kind of rebut my own rebuttal <laughs> to you <laughs> is the fact that, well, that permafrost isn't fucking frozen in, what, a hundred million years now? Is it gonna do anytime soon? I don't think so. So are we really impairing any, any, any future life formation there? I mean, maybe in like, you know, a hundred other million years, but do you really care at that point like are we really you know like impairing something that immediate and important i really don't mm, think so mm. so in, in, in a sense it's almost almost a philosophy of like listen house life is for the taking and so is the universe and as long as this thing is practically mostly if not completely barren i'm not gonna like like go crazy over the little like nuts and bolts of it like could there be some kind of like primitive amoeba frozen in the permafrost of mars yes am i gonna go crazy about that no because again it's almost like you know the universe is for those who want to take it and we don't seem to be harming anyone so i can agree with that i can agree with having a will to live as long as we aren't actively harming anyone um yeah yeah and on that Mm -hmm. note we love simulation theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let me let me read you this spooky story that I have yes, for you. Yes, yes. Um, it's pretty short, and it actually relates back to random nodding, which I know we stopped talking about like 20 minutes ago, <laughs> but let me just... Uh, this was good. This was good. Okay. So this is on the random nod subreddit, uh, and it is by user uh, wet sack of beans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love Reddit usernames. Mine is so fucking boring. Anyway, um... This is called Seriously Seriously Disturbed by This. Random nodding is no game. Um, And this person says that, um, this person says, please, for the love of God, read. This occurred around midnight and all parties involved were sober. Myself and two close friends, we'll call them K and N, 
set out on our journey with the intention of initiating the fight or flight reflex. Bad idea, by the way. <laughs> um, all three of us meditated on situations that would cause this, and our generated point, a void point, was in the middle of an empty field, which Kay grew up next to and was always creeped out by. Apparently, he pictured this exact field during our meditation, which is spooky. He has never been one to mislead us, so I trust that that's the truth 100%. Already terrifying, right? Okay, so the three of us yeah, hop off fence into the field and make our way toward the point. So basically, like, these three guys are like, let's cost, like, like let's look for something spooky because we're stupid. <laughs> and they, like, meditate on it, I guess. And this guy, like, thinks of a field in his mind. And then Randonautica takes him to this exact yeah. field that this guy pictured, which clearly something weird. Uh, and then they get there and they hop a fence into the field. They make their way towards the towards the point, and there wasn't anything right on the point. So he says we decide to explore the field a little. We didn't walk more than fifteen or twenty feet by the light of our phones before we stumble across what we could only be described as crop circles. He says that it's more likely, most likely, from kids doing burnouts in the field or something. But they were perfect circles in the short grass, which to me. Um, Seems like this is almost a fake story, and the guy's trying to like create this red herring by saying, "Oh, it's most likely kids." You know me; I'm a non-believer. Mm. But uh, right after he's like perfect circles, which is an obvious like heuristic for most people, like mm -hmm. aliens, right? Um, so like whatever, author. But anyway, <laughs> um, he says. We stepped over the first concentric circle, then the second. We then heard a horrible noise, somewhere between a snarl and a pick squeal. So I'm guessing they heard. <laughs> Um, K and N are ready to book it, but I convinced them to grow some hair on their balls and push on. In parentheses, terrible idea. Okay. Toxic masculinity. I'm, I'm surprised is bad. he couldn't. <laughs> yeah, like why couldn't he see that then? Like why didn't he realize that was a terrible idea then? Anyway, I couldn't see what made the sound, but um, for some reason we all began to look at the same patch of darkness under a tree about 150 feet away. Uh, also weird that we all knew to look at the same spot without any sort of communication, he says in parentheses. I thought I could make out a white blob in the darkness, but couldn't figure out whether it was just one of those eye spots or something actually there. It either got brighter or it got closer to our lights because I soon realized that something was in fact there, but every time I tried to look at it, it would jump to the right of my periphery, and when I tried to look at it again, it would jump to the left of my periphery. A few moments after I realized this, Kay said, I can't look directly at it, and said, I was just about to say something, me neither. I told them the same. I tried to view it just through my peripheral vision, at which point it started vibrating violently, then very quickly advanced on us. Whoa. Needless to say, we used every drop of adrenaline sprinting away, falling over the fence, and tearing out of there in my car. He says, I'm a very literal, tactile, scientifically-minded person. I'm mostly atheist, and I don't believe in much that I can't see or can't be proven. I'm like, I did Austin write this? Um, none of that supernatural stuff or religious stuff or whatever. My head big, big brain. But whatever we saw that night was real, and it did not want us there. It was certainly extra physical. And the fact that it changed position when we observed it, and uniquely timed position changes for each of us individually, leads me to believe it must be something quantum-related. But to be honest, I'm really not sure what the hell it was. Shook all of us to our core, and we're all very emotionally slash physically slash mentally slash philosophically stable individuals, so that means a lot. <laughs> Calm down, Chad. Okay, so if anyone has any clue what we witnessed or has any questions, feel free to comment. 
Um, yeah. That's yeah. a good story. I really like that. Also, would anyone mentally slash emotionally slash physically slash philosophically stable use that many slashes? Please let me know. Also, would that kind of person be like, no, let's stay. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. anyway. Um, that was a good one. That was, that pretty was spooky. really spooky. Yeah, I mean, the guy, it's a little bit of a douche, but <laughs> it is a pretty spooky story. Um, so, yeah, just wanted to share that with you. Thank you for sharing. I'm... Noted. We'll never ever use Randonautica. Randonautica. I actually thought about using it, but like going into it with a really good intention because there's a lot of posts on the subreddit for Randonautica that are very wholesome. Mm. So I think it really does depend on your intention. Like, right? Like, all these spooky stories that I've told you are because you have these stupid kids being like, I want to see something that triggers my fight or flight response, or I want to see death. I want to see something mysterious. Like, no. <laughs> If I use that, I'm going to ask for, like, oh, puppies. And, dude, what if I, like, find one and I adopt it? Hashtag That sweet. could be really cute. Um, I know. But then what if it turns out to be, like, a spawn of Satan and it's some kind of extra physical being and it kills me then at night? Then your secret Ooh. intention must um, have been Satan. Maybe. And also, that'd be a good-ass YouTube story time video. Are you kidding me? Got a puppy. Hashtag. No. Got a puppy in parentheses. Gone wrong. Gone emotional. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, anyway, y'all, if you like this episode, please do let us know. Um, this was the episode for today. And again, if you have any future episode ideas, please do DM us at TalkScary on Twitter and Instagram and at ScaryTalk on our Facebook page. Remember that you can listen to us on all podcast listening platforms. That is Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, yeah. Sunny, anything else? Um, no, just all the same things. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Remember, um, if you use Randonautica, you will get pregnant and you will die. So don't do it. Uh, and uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Good night.